while you're turning to Deuteronomy chapter 4, I want you to think about something with me. Do you find it easier to concentrate on something when you are listening or watching? Are you finding it very difficult to concentrate right now? Most of us are more engaged in something if we can see it. We're even more engaged in something if we can interact with it. We find it difficult and a bit more work to stay engaged in something if we are just listening to it. This is why background music is just that. It's background music. It's not foreground music. It's background. This is why we love watching videos so much. This is why YouTube is so popular. This is why television is so much more popular and easy to engage in than radio. Radio used to use your imagination. Now TV fills in the blanks for you. But there are times when just audio and just listening are extremely important. And Moses is about to tell us about one of those times. If you would turn your Bibles, Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verse 10. Deuteronomy chapter 4, verse 10. The Bible says this, Especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God in Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, Gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth, and that they may teach their children. And ye come near and stood under the mountain, and the mountain burned with fire under the midst of heaven, and darkness, clouds, and thick darkness. And the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard a voice. And he declared unto you his covenant, which he commanded you to perform even ten commandments. And he wrote them upon two tables of stone. And the Lord commanded me at that time to teach you statutes and judgments, that ye might do them in the land whither ye go to possess it. Take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, that ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb, out of the midst of the fire, lest ye corrupt yourselves." And make you a graven image, the similitude of any figure, the likeness of male or female, the likeness of any beast that is on the earth, the likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air, the likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground, the likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. Verse 19. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, and when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord... Thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. But the Lord hath taken you and brought you forth out of the iron furnace, even out of Egypt, to be a, unto him a people of inheritance as ye are this day. I'd like to preach to you a message this morning that I've entitled, Breaking God's Heart. Breaking God's Heart. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity that you've given us to be here today. I pray that you would help us to learn something, something that we need, something that you desire. Father, I pray that every person in this room today would have ears to hear and that every person would understand what we do to you. Father, thank you so much for the opportunity for dying on the cross for our sins. We love you for it. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
The Bible talks about a time when God came down and spoke to the children of Israel. I want you to notice the very first word of verse 10, the very first word that we opened with. The Bible says, specially. Well, we would use the term especially. Especially, this is an important time. And as you understand, we've been talking about the fact that there are uh, all kinds of different commandments and statutes and all kinds of things that Moses is trying to get the children of Israel to understand. He's beginning to talk to them and he's beginning to uh, reminisce with them just a little bit and he's making them remember some things. Moses, looking backwards to a time that was very important, he uses the word specially. This is something especially that I want you to remember. This is something especially that you need to take note of. Probably the most important time. Well, you looked, and I hope you saw that God came down and commanded them, gave them the Ten Commandments, Moses said. So what was so important? Why was this time, why is Moses using the word specially? Why is he asking them to take special note of this particular time? Was it because of the importance of the Ten Commandments? Well, no doubt the Ten Commandments are important. If you want to see the Ten Commandments, you can go to Exodus chapter 20. You can see them. They're all listed out there. Was it the importance of the Ten Commandments, or was there something else that was of utmost importance? Well, I want to take some time and study this passage, and hopefully by the end of it, you'll understand what was so important. The first thing that I want you to see this morning is, number one, the encounter. The encounter. Look at verse 10 with me again, especially the day that thou stoodest before the Lord thy God. He's beginning to paint a picture for them. In Horeb, when the Lord said unto me, gather me the people together and I will make them hear my words. They may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth and that they may teach their children. And he came near and stood under the mountain and the mountain burned with fire under the midst of heaven with darkness Clouds and thick darkness, verse 12, and the Lord spake unto you out of the midst of the fire. Ye heard the voice of the words, but saw no similitude, only ye heard a voice. Now, I want to take you to that time. Now, remember, Moses is reminiscing here. Moses is thinking back. Remember when? Go back to that time. So let's actually go back to that time. Exodus chapter 19 with me, if you would. In fact, keep your finger there in Deuteronomy 4, Exodus chapter 19. Exodus 19, verse 16. Exodus 19 and verse 16. Previous verses to this, God talks to Moses. says, Moses, get the people prepared. Get them ready. Help them understand that this is what's going to happen. And in three days, this is what's going to happen. In verse 16, the Bible says, And it came to pass on the third day in the morning that there were thunders and lightnings and a thick cloud upon the mount, and the voice of the trumpet exceeding loud, so that all the people that was in the camp trembled. Okay, so picture this. Put yourself in this situation. You're coming forward to the mountain, and there's a voice of a trumpet so loud that you're scared to death, trembling. Moses brought forth the people out of the camp to meet with God. And they stood at the nether part of the lower part of the mount. 
And Mount Sinai was altogether on a smoke, because the Lord descended upon it in fire. And the smoke thereof ascended as the smoke of a furnace. And the whole mount quaked greatly. When the voice of the trumpet sounded long and waxed louder and louder, Moses spake, and God answered him by a voice. Verse 20. And the Lord came down upon Mount Sinai on the top of the mount. And the Lord called Moses up to the top of the mount. And Moses went up. So Moses goes up, and you'll see in the rest of this chapter that Moses goes up, talks to God. And then God comes and continues to talk to the people. Look at Exodus chapter 20, verse 1. The Bible says, And God spake all these words, saying, I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. And we could continue all the way through Exodus chapter 20, but for sake of time we won't. But understand, God audibly speaks these words to the children of Israel from Mount Sinai or Mount Horeb. And he begins to physically speak these words, and they have this encounter with him. Jump down to Exodus chapter 20, look at verse 18. The Bible says, And all the people saw the thunderings and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet and the mountain smoking. And when the people saw it, they removed and stood afar off. So they took off running. Get me out of here. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. The true fear of God's voice. The true fear of understanding who it was that God was. And they said, listen, we don't want to speak to him. Moses, you go do the speaking and we'll listen to you. Verse 20, and Moses said unto the people, fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces, why, that ye sin not. Verse 21, and the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where God was. And the Lord said unto Moses, thus thou shalt say unto the children of Israel, ye have seen that I have talked with you from heaven. Ye shall not make with me gods of silver, neither shall ye make unto you gods of gold. Verse 24, an altar of earth thou shalt make unto me, and shalt sacrifice thereon thy burnt offerings, and thy peace offerings, thy sheep, and thine oxen. In all places where I record my name, I will come unto thee, and I will bless thee. And if thou wilt make me an altar of stone, thou shalt not build it of hewn stone. For if thou lift up thy tool upon it, thou hast polluted it. First thing that I want you to see here is the encounter. Very simply, I want you to know what's going on. I want you to see how God comes down and interacts with these people. I want you to understand how things are going, what God is giving them. I want you to see that God is very serious about himself. God is very serious about giving these commandments. God is very serious about this. And this is why, this is part of the reason why, Moses says, specially, specially. This is something serious because God physically came down and God audibly spoke to the children of Israel. Can you imagine literally hearing the voice of God? Not just hearing him speak in your life and moving you in a particular, but audibly speaking. Perhaps some of you had that thought when I was not in front of you. Is this God? I hope I don't have the voice that sounds like God. I picture him much more manly than I am. Can you imagine hearing the voice of God? Can you imagine feeling that thunder, that earth-trembling feeling? The Bible tells us that the children of Israel were trembling because of the voice of God. 
I think if you physically and audibly heard the voice of God, that it would be an extremely memorable time in your life, wouldn't it? Would be to me. There have been times where somebody has said something to me and just passing or, or uh, sat me down and said something to me. And you know what? Those, those, are, those are really memorable times in my life because they meant something. This is a time when God comes down and audibly speaks to these people and it should mean something. A memorable time. This is something that would have been ingrained in their mind, really, I believe, for the rest of their lives. And Moses, again, is saying, hey, just bring this to remembrance, especially this time, especially the time when God came down. One would think this would have been a life-changing experience. But we need to see the second point. First of all, there's the encounter, but number two, I want you to see our weakness. Our weakness. Go back to Deuteronomy chapter 4. I want you to notice something very profound with me. Deuteronomy chapter 4 and verse 15, the Bible says this. Moses saying, take ye therefore good heed unto yourself. So not only does he say specially. Okay, notice that. He says specially. Now he's saying, take therefore not just heed, but good heed. Really pay attention to this. Really focus in on this. Look what he says. For ye saw no manner of similitude on the day that the Lord spake unto you in Horeb out of the midst of the fire. Stop there just for a second. You realize what God, what Moses has just said. All you were able to gather, the only sense that you were able to, to feel was your hearing. That word similitude means a likeness. You didn't see any likeness. You didn't see any image. All you had was hearing. All you had was what you could hear. But look at verse 16. This is why. All they, could he- all they could do was hear. Lest ye corrupt yourselves. Watch. And make you a graven image. The similitude of any figure. The likeness of male or female. The likeness of any beast that is on the earth. The likeness of any winged fowl that flieth in the air. The like- oh, excuse me. The likeness of anything that creepeth on the ground. The likeness of any fish that is in the waters beneath the earth. And lest thou lift up thine eyes unto heaven, when thou seest the sun and the moon and the stars, even all the host of heaven, shouldest be driven to worship them and serve them, which the Lord thy God hath divided unto all nations under the whole heaven. This is why. He said, I'm only going to come down to you in sound because we are so bad that we can take an image of almighty God and we can corrupt ourselves with it. And make an image of that and start worshiping that. Do you get that? That's how incredibly demented we are. Look at the verses again, verse 15. Take take ye therefore good heed unto yourselves, for ye saw no manner of similitude on that day. Verse 16. Lest ye corrupt yourselves and make you a graven image. So what would have happened if God actually physically came down and showed himself to these people? What would have happened if he came down in the likeness of a lion? What would have happened if he came down in the likeness of even a man? You know what they would have done? I guarantee this because this is what God says would have happened. They would have made an image 
of the lion or image of the man or image of whatever God came down in. And you know what they would have started doing? They would have started worshiping that. You see, we talk about making images to false gods and we talk about making images to other things. But listen, God says, listen, you will not make an image of me ever. Because when you think you know who I am, you don't. When you think you've got it all together, you don't. What I want you to see is our weakness is this. We want to worship something physical. We want to worship something physical. This must have been a problem because Moses just can't stop harping on it. He goes through that all the way to verse 19. says, don't make images, but jump down to verse 23. Look what he says. Take heed unto yourselves, lest ye forget the covenant of the Lord your God, which he made with you. And if you'll remember back to chapter 20, he says, listen, don't make a graven image or the likeness of anything which the Lord thy God hath forbidden thee. For the Lord thy God is a consuming fire, even a jealous God. He's not going to give them anything to worship other than himself. When thou shalt beget children and children's children, and ye shall have remained long in the land, and shall corrupt yourselves, and make a graven image or the likeness of anything, and shall do evil in the sight of the Lord thy God, to provoke him to anger. Verse 26. I call heaven and earth to witness against you this day. That ye shall soon utterly perish from off the land whereunto ye go over Jordan to possess it. Ye shall not prolong your days upon it, but shall utterly be destroyed. And the Lord shall scatter you among the nations. And ye shall be left few in number among the heathen, whither the Lord shall lead you. And there ye shall serve gods. The work of men's hands. Wood and stone. Which neither see, nor hear, nor eat, nor smell. So he begins to really harp on this. Pay attention. Don't you worship any idols. Don't you worship anything other than God. The question is this. Why do we want to worship something physical? Why do we want to worship something we can see Why do we want to worship something that we can perhaps even make? Here's the reason, and I believe this wholeheartedly, because we have more of a chance of controlling something that's physical. We have more of a chance of controlling something that's physical. So you know what that means? That means I get to worship God how I want to worship him. I get to worship God. You, put, you fill in the blank how I want to worship him, and that puts us in control. That makes us in control. So God says, listen, I am not going to give you anything other than the audible sound of my voice because you would start worshiping that image instead of worshiping me. I want to show you, I want to prove to you that this is a weakness. I want to prove to you that this is a weakness. Go with me to Exodus chapter 32. Exodus 32. If you study this passage through from Exodus chapter 20 to Exodus chapter 32, you'll find out in Exodus chapter 24 that Moses was in the mount for 40 days and 40 nights. Approximately a month and 10 days, maybe a month and a half. So the time frame from the time they heard God speak audibly to Exodus chapter 32 is approximately, again, 
a month to two months. Not a whole lot of time. Look at verse 1 of Exodus chapter 32. The Bible says, And when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down out of the mount, the people gathered themselves together unto Aaron and said unto him, Up, make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us up out of the land of Egypt, we wot not what is become of him. Aaron said unto them, Break off the golden earrings which are on the ears of your wives, of your sons, and of your daughters, and bring them into, unto me. And all the people break off the golden earrings which were in their ears and brought them unto Aaron. And he received them at their hand and fashioned it with a graving tool after he had made it a molten calf. And they said, These be thy gods, O Israel which brought thee up out of the land of Egypt. And when Aaron saw it, he built an altar before it. And Aaron made proclamation and said, Tomorrow is a feast to the capital L, capital O, capital R, capital D. Jehovah God. This is the feast tomorrow to him. We have made an image of him. And they rose up early on the morrow and offered burnt offerings and brought peace offerings. And the people sat down to eat and to drink and rose up to play. See, they got sick of waiting. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. Let's give them two months. Two months after audibly, physically hearing the voice of God so loudly that they trembled. And in two months, they're making a golden calf. So you can't prove to me that we don't want to worship something physical. They heard the voice of God. They want to see something physical. They want to control it. They want to make it themselves. They want to bow down to something physical. They got sick of waiting. They wanted something to worship right now. Meanwhile, they had God literally, literally right in front of them. He was on the mountain talking to Moses. He was right there. You see, the problem is we want to work, worship Something physical, but God, I don't know if you know this, John chapter 4 and verse 24, the Bible says this, God is a spirit. And they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. You know what he's saying? You're never going to worship me on your terms. You will never worship me on your terms. You see, our weakness is we want to worship God on our terms. Our weakness is we want to worship God how we want to worship God. But God says, I'm a spirit. You can't see me. All you can do is hear me. All you can do is understand that I am here. And you must worship me in spirit and in truth. No false gods. Nothing false, just truth, understanding who I am, understanding what's going on. You cannot worship God on your terms. You see, we need to be aware of our weaknesses. We need to be aware of our tendencies. Because being aware helps us complete what is truly important. Remember, I asked you, what is so important? What is so important that Moses would say specially? Was it because of the Ten Commandments? Was it because of this, the, hey, I want to make sure that you never worship a graven image? What was so important? Well, this leads us to our third point, number three, God's longing. 
Again, what was the purpose of God coming down to speak directly to the children of Israel? Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verse 32. Deuteronomy chapter 4, look at verse 32. The Bible says this. The Bible says, for ask now of the days that are past. Go ahead and ask, which were before thee, since the day that God created man upon the earth. And ask from one side of heaven unto the other, whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is, or hath been heard like it. So he says, listen, go Go look back, look forward, look on this half of heaven, look on the other half of heaven, and see if this, this audible speaking of God has ever happened before to a people. Go ahead, look around. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire? As thou hast heard and live? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of another nation by temptations, by signs, and by wonders, and by war, and by a mighty hand, and by stretched out arm, and by great terrors? According to all that the Lord your God did for you in Egypt, before your eyes, verse 35, unto thee it was showed, that thou mightest know that the Lord, he is God. There is none else beside him. Out of heaven he made thee to hear his voice, that he might instruct thee. And upon earth he showed thee his great fire, and thou heardest his words out of the midst of the fire. And because he loved thy fathers, therefore he chose their seed after them and brought thee out in his sight with his mighty power out of Egypt. To drive out nations from before thee greater and mightier than thou art. To bring thee in, give thee their land for an inheritance as it is this day. Know therefore this day and consider in thine heart that the Lord, he is God in heaven above. And upon the earth beneath there is none else. The whole point the whole specially, the whole grasp of this whole thing is God came down for one purpose, that his people would know that he is God and there is none else. There is none else. There is no one else. There is nothing else. There is nothing that can overcome our God. He is God. God is longing for his people to know that. God is longing for his people to choose him and to make him supreme in their lives and nothing else. Notice with me the questions that are asked in verse 32. Flip back there with me, 32. The Bible says this, For ask now of the days that are past which were before thee since the day that God created man upon the earth and ask from one side of heaven unto the other whether there hath been any such thing as this great thing is or hath been heard like it. Did ever people hear the voice of God speaking out of the midst of the fire as thou hast heard and live? Or hath God essayed to go and take him a nation from the midst of, any, of another nation? And he continues, has God, has there been any other God? Has there been any other time? Has there been any other place? Has there been anything else? Has there been anything else? That has ever happened like this? The answer to that question is no. 
God chose these people. God brought them out of Egypt. God wanted them. God wanted them, this particular people, to know him. John chapter 4, verse 24, God is the spirit, and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. But verse 23, the Bible says this, but the hour cometh, and now is when true worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. True worshipers, for the Father seeketh such to worship him. Get this, God is longing God is longing. God so desperately desires. He wants his people to worship him and him alone. You see, Pastor Owens, we, we know all this. We know all this. We understand all this, but God is so desperately longing for it that he comes down and he audibly speaks to the children of Israel and says, hey, pay attention. You'll never get this out of your mind. And if we are like anything like the children of Israel, a month, maybe two months later, we're building an idol. We're building a graven image. Let's bring this a little bit closer to home. What other God is there? What other God is there that has loved you so much? That he sacrificed his son. His only begotten son. What other God? What other God has gone to prepare a place for you? What other God is there that has promised to give you everlasting life? What other God has, has promised you that? What other God has truly never left you nor forsaken you what other god there are people in this auditorium that i believe that have had an encounter with god if you would call yourself saved knowing jesus christ as your personal savior then you have met him you have accepted him as your personal savior you have had an encounter with god Folks, an encounter, I believe, that was a life-changing encounter. It changed you. The Bible says it made you pass from death unto life. It was a life-changing encounter. But so often we, like the children of Israel, have the same weakness. We want to worship something physical. We're looking for something else. We're looking for something else that will fulfill our desires. We are constantly trying to find something that we, we, we can worship our way. But God is longing for your relationship. God is longing for you to look at him and say there is no other God. There is none else beside. There is no work that I can do. There is nothing that I can make on my own. There is nothing that I can put in the similitude of God. There is God and no one else. And my life needs to be given wholly to him. You need to be supreme in my life. You need to be everything. And I don't care if I just have to listen for you. I don't care if it takes a little bit more work. I don't care if it takes a little bit more, more focus. I want God. That's what God's longing 
for. God is longing for that sweet, abiding relationship with his children. I believe we break God's heart when we disregard all that he has done for us for something that we can see. The Bible says, Hebrews chapter 11, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. See, we want to focus on that. We want to focus on the things around us. We want to focus on our possessions, especially here in North America. What can I get more? The more I have, the more, uh, uh, the better I am. I want to put on a good outward appearance because outwardly everybody looks at me and sees that I am godly. And God says, enough with that. Enough with that. Get it out. No more. I am God. I am supreme. I am the only one. Will you realize that? And I, we break God's heart because I'm sure he's just standing there saying, what other God? You think the God of self has given you eternal life? You think the God of self loves you so much that he would send his only begotten son to die for you? You think the God of whatever you fill in the blank did that for you? No, I did. I loved you. I've given everything to you. What other God? You can imagine God's heart just being broken. We disregard him for something else. God deserves nothing. God deserves nothing but for us to remain faithful to him and cleave to him and nothing else. Message is very simple. What else is taking you from God? What other God? I don't know what you're thinking a God is, but a God is anything that has your heart. Anything that has your heart. Anything that you spend more time in. Anything that you give your heart to. Anything that you worship. It's a God. And it's so easy to take the similitude, even the church, the body of Christ, and worship the church. It's even possible, I don't ever recommend it, for you to worship a pastor. It's even possible for you to worship what you think is pleasing to God. But God says none else. Just me. Have you had an encounter with Jesus Christ? Have you, so to speak, met him face to face? Have you accepted him as your personal savior? If you have not, would you please do that today? Would you please understand that God sent his only begotten son for you? He wants you. What other God? For those of you that know Jesus Christ, two months it's not a long time, and we are constantly looking for that physical. Constantly. What other God? 
God's heart breaks when we start looking at other gods. Would you pray with me?